This is the Truth Network. The heart of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The masculine journey starts here now. Welcome to the masculine journey. We are very glad to have you with us today and and we're really excited about today's topic. You know, kind of reminds man, me. Man, oh man! It reminds me of uh, uh, Kramer. Uh, not Kramer. What's the name of the show? Seinfeld. Seinfeld. Yeah, it reminds me of Seinfeld. I'm. You really can read minds, Harold. I'm telling you, I had no idea. Oh, you didn't? No. No. Oh, okay. Well, today's topic is what, Harold? It's your topic. What are we talking about? I got nothing. Got nothing. Yeah. That's what you said a couple of weeks ago when somebody when our show ended and somebody said, "Well, what's next?" and you said, "I got nothing," and I was silly enough to jump in and say, "Hey, that's a great topic. Let's do that." And uh, thought about it some, and it's a truth that without Jesus, that's what you got—nothing. Absolutely. And so we got kind of a rare opportunity this week. We've got uh, uh, clips from songs from a '70s to '80s band. Boston, so we're going to be playing some clips from it, and then from a movie was probably what around two thousand, maybe. I Finding think Forrester in that. Yeah. What, you think it was earlier in that? Um, from Finding Forrester with Sean Connery. So we've got some really cool clips. Kind of interesting to see how we tie those together today. It will be. Yeah. So Harold, <laughs> Harold, what you tell us a little bit about our first clip? We're going to go to a Boston clip. To be a man, a question that uh, each of us faces, and. We have decisions that we have to make. Unfortunately, too many people have no clue what Jesus expects of a man. And so they go through life looking at what the world requires to be a man. And there's a big gap between those two. But to be a real man, that means that you're walking with Jesus. What does it take to be a man? What does it take to see? It's a heart and soul, a gentle hand, so easy to want and so hard to give. How can you be a man till you see beyond the life you live? We can be blind, but a man tries to see. So that is the that is the big question. What does it take to be a man? It is right, and so now obviously Boston's singing about one side of that equation. They're singing there about being tender, being things that you know that the the world kind of says isn't manly, right? But what what would you say Jesus was like as a man? And so if we look at him as a as that model, what's some of the character traits we saw in him? He was loyal to his people. He was loyal to his mission. He stood up when other people would fall down. He cleaned out the temple area. 
by turning over tables and having a whip made and driving animals away. He stood up to the leaders of the Jewish group. when they Even when they tried to stone him, he stood there and held his ground. That's what a man is. Yet the same man was tender with the lady at the well. Yes. Right? Or with the leper that he reached out and touched before he healed him when no one had touched him in years. Right? And so it's that whole side of both sides of that equation of the strength and the tenderness. You know, that, that without having Jesus, we can't really do that. You know, what I was thinking about actually when the song was playing, I used to hate chick flicks. I absolutely <laughs> used to hate them. You know? I'm shocked. Oh, man. It was like <laughs> when it was movie night, we had to pick, and it was not my turn to pick. I'm like, oh, no. But there Sleepless was something. in Seattle. <laughs> yeah. 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 There, there was something that actually did change, though, after I really began to walk more deeply with Jesus. There's a softening of the heart. And when there's a softening of the heart, then you can understand some of the stories differently than you did when you were looking at them just with my worldly, manly eyes. You know, and so I can't say it's my first movie I'm going to rush to, but I do enjoy some of those movies now that I wouldn't have enjoyed probably 15, 20 years ago. You know, because they tell another side of a story that I had been missing. I only have the microphone because Harold oh, wanted to get okay. rid of it. I got nothing. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's all right. What, what, we're going to switch gears just a little bit anyway and, and talk about, all right, so you're a man, but the world tells you to chase after certain things, right? So you're trying to find out how to be a man, but then also what do you pursue in life? You know, or what do you find as, lack of a better term, idols or, or something that's going to give you life? Right. In, in the first clip, Robbie, do you want to set it up from uh, Finding Forrester? Yeah, a lot of people, as you might know, they see cars as something that will give them life. And specifically, in this case, a BMW. And, and so <laughs> it's a wonderful movie where there's a young black man who is actually phenomenally brilliant and a phenomenally gifted writer and, and I think probably has a photographic memory. However, everybody just makes these assumptions since he plays basketball that he's not too bright. And so he's, you know, down in the hood to an extent, and this guy's in this BMW. And so he makes some assumptions that uh, Jamal Wilkes is going to show him that exactly what's going on. I'm not going to do anything to your car, man. I'm sorry? Got some worried look like I'm about to do something to your car. And I, I worry about this car everywhere, not just here, so uh, don't take it personally. Okay? It's just a car, man. No, it's not just a car. It's a, uh, a BMW. Because oh. anybody who knows anything about that company knows that it's more than just a car. Oh, anybody who knows anything about that company, so I wouldn't know anything like that, right? No, that's not what I meant. Last thing I knew about BMW... They used to make these plane engines when they first started. A guy by the name of Franz Pop started it all. <laughs> Franz Pop. I like that name. Made this one engine before 1920. Flew six miles up. But Pop and his boys, it was just getting started, man. Made this one engine, the 801, World War II. 14 cylinders, 2,300 horsepower. Seven miles up. Now, if they had more time, they would have been bombing England and maybe even won the war. That's where this comes from. White propeller zipping around a blue sky. 
So after the war, we told them that they couldn't make plane engines anymore. And that's when BMW gave some serious thoughts to making cars. Kind of like this one. But you probably knew all that being as you lease one and all. <laughs> Thanks for the history lesson. <laughs> no problem, man. <laughs> you gotta love that. You do gotta love it. <laughs> kind of like Goodwill hunting without all the profanity. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a poser right there. You know that you, you think that that BMW is going to mean something, and and again. Oh, the fact that he calls him out on he probably leased it is just absolutely <laughs> oh, hilarious. Yeah, and then later in the movie, Sean Connery makes a small reference when he delivers some food to him, asking him if he wants to stick around and talk about the uh, history of German cars. <laughs> 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 I thought it was a pretty funny follow-up. But, you know, it kind of pokes at that, that thing of what are you thinking is going to give you life? You know, what are you putting ahead of Jesus, rather? You know, to find life versus finding it in him. You know, and, and for some people, that is a car. Oh, well, let me tell you. And, that, you know, that was a part of the real motivation of starting the Christian Car Guy show was God just kept putting it on my heart. So you, you, you've got to talk about what people are valuing in this thing and, and putting so much money into something that clearly, you know, going into crazy amounts of debt that we're not going to necessarily bring you life. But, you know, interestingly, in my own life, you know, talk about chasing, you know, I was chasing that career in the car business. And to be a member of the Crown Organization meant I had a little, you know, day timer that you kept in your pocket. And you had the whole poser profile that you, if you're going to, you know, you, you couldn't wear a sport coat. You had to wear a suit. You know, the real people in the car business, they didn't wear sport coats and slacks. They had to wear a suit, and we had to wear a tie. It could be 200 degrees outside on the lot, but I would be in my coat and tie with my little day timer in my pocket. You know, and I had the whole, you know, the whole the whole thing that, oh, my gosh, that was going to give me life. But, oh, oh, what what painful lessons those were. You know, it's it's we all, I think, have stories. Robbie, thank you for sharing of what we've pursued, right, that we think is going to give us life. And even though we're Christians, if we're honest, sometimes we've done that, uh, putting whatever that is ahead of Jesus, right? And so, Jim, you got anything that comes to mind since you have the mic in front of you? <laughs> the one thing that earlier in life that I was pursuing was knowledge and before the cell phones made everybody brilliant and know everything about everything, I, I knew a lot about a lot of different topics. And the people I, I was drawn to, the friends were the ones that you know, knew more than I did, so I could learn from them. So for me, knowledge was the pursuit, but uh, trading that for wisdom was one of the best things that ever happened to me, pursuing that and knowing God. Yeah, and that's not just an earthly wisdom that you're talking about. Right. Right. Yeah, for me, I would say that it's been a, a history of pursuing relationship. Now, sometimes that is female, mm. but, but even not just even pursuing female relationship, but I've uh, sometimes pursued friends. You know, that relationship with a friend deeper than I've pursued the relationship with Christ. You know, I had a really good friend that we walked very, very closely together for a number of years in you know the the Wild Heart book and the message that we talk about every week. But I sought that friendship deeper, honestly, when I look back, than I sought my relationship with Christ, and that was not right. 
you know, and at a point we had to end up going in different ways. Life took us in different ways. It was very hard for me. It was also very freeing from the standpoint I was able to to look at that honestly and say, well, I really have had this backwards. You know, this should have been an addition to the relationship, not instead. Right? Because it's easier to communicate with people with the skin on, it feels like, than it is there. And so it's it's just lazier, I guess. You know, it would have been a lot easier probably just to, to go to God on a lot of those things. Yeah, and then for me, if you boil it down from all the things and the it's and what's it's, it was status. And whatever you looked in, it was what is my status within my friendships, school, sports, you know, work. Did you have a BMW? (laughs) (laughs) Well, we'll find out when we come back. But right now, go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org to register for the boot camp coming up November 7th through 10th. MasculineJourneyRadio.org. Go there now. Hi, this is Sam with Masculine Journey. I'm here with my son, Eli. We're going to talk about ways that you can help support the ministry. One way you can go to smile.amazon.com. There's information on our website there on how to do that. Then you can go to facebook.com where you can click the donate button. Or you can go to masculinejourneyradio.org. Once again, look for the donate button. Or if you want to mail something in, mail it to PO Box 550, Kernersville, North Carolina, 27285. What God does at Masculine Journey Radio Boot Camp. When I first got here, I was kind of closed off. Didn't really want to talk to anybody because I thought it was stupid. I didn't believe. I'm not going to lie to you. I feel like each person who spoke kind of chipped away at this feeling I was having and chipped away at this mask I was hiding behind. I've never heard anybody speak about God and Jesus and the way we're supposed to feel like you guys have this weekend. Coming November 7th through the 10th, go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org and register today. That bump in is another Boston tune, but tell me a little bit about uh, why that spoke to you on this topic. Well, I think that if you're going to have any hope at all, it's going to be with Jesus and have him by your side, or you're going to be lost. You're not going to know where to go or how to get there, but Jesus is the way, the truth. He's the only way, and uh, it just made sense to me. uh, as I mentioned in our uh, talking earlier, I didn't go searching for these songs to use with this program. I was just listening to the to the music because it was a group that I liked and listened to from time to time. And all of a sudden, the, these two or three songs just jumped out at me. And I thought, man, that really fits what we're talking about because uh, I got nothing uh, without Jesus. Uh, when we were before the break, when we were talking about seeking status and so forth through cars and jobs, etc., what will a man exchange for his soul? He can't give the whole world. Your soul is worth more than that. And so chasing after those things is foolishness. 
the Bible tells us that very clearly. Yeah, it, you know, you think of um, the word, you know, everything's meaningless, right? right. That, you know, as you go through that, um, Ecclesiastes, you know, the, all these things that we chase doesn't stop us from chasing them. You know, we, I mean, I could have read that at 18 and still probably would have landed on a lot of the same places. You know, it's until Jesus really, I started to walk with him that he started to show me the better way. Well, you know what the really funny part is? Jesus doesn't run away from us. We we chase after the things that run away from us, and Jesus is standing there begging us just to come to him. He doesn't run from us. Absolutely. Now, Jim, one of the things that you had mentioned was knowledge. And so we have a, a clip about knowledge that we're getting ready to go to. And I know you've heard it before. I'll have Robbie set it up. But this one kind of speaks right at that whole topic. And I absolutely love this clip for probably that reason. <laughs> yeah, we're going to take back up Jamal. And, and this time he's in class with his uh, writing professor. Professor Crawford. Professor yeah. Crawford. And this guy is a intellectual bully big time and so he is bullying one of the students that you'll hear at the beginning and seriously embarrassing him in front of you know everybody i'm sure that somehow or another that was going to make him feel good about himself to some extent when all of a sudden jamal decides (laughs) to turn the tables on him and do a little bullying of his own and it kind of shows you what happens when you uh, get in a battle of wits uh, with an unarmed man Mr. Coleridge, in looking at this, what, if any, conclusions might we be able to draw? You you mean about the author? About anything. Do any of the words strike you as unusual? Mr. Coleridge, feel free to view this as the appropriate time for a response. Air. 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 And why is that unusual? Because it sounds old. It does sound old, doesn't it? And you know why it sounds old, Mr. Coleridge? It's because it is old, more than 200 years old, written before you were born, before your father was born, before your father's father was born. But that still does not excuse the fact that you don't know who wrote it. Now, does it, Mr. Coleridge? I'm I'm sorry, sir. I don't... You, of all Um... people in this room, should know who wrote that passage. And do you know why, Mr. Coleridge? I repeat, do you know why? Just say your name. Excuse me, did you have something to contribute, Mr. Wallace? I just said that he should say his name. And why would it be helpful for Mr. Coleridge here to say his name? Because that's who wrote it. Very good, Mr. Wallace. Perhaps your skills do extend a bit farther than basketball. Now, if we can turn to... You may be seated, Mr. Coleridge. Turn to page 120 in the little blue book that I'm certain... Further. I'm sorry? You said my skills extend farther than the basketball court. Farther relates to distance. Further is a definition of degree. You should have said further. Are you challenging me, Mr. Wallace? Not any more than you challenge Coleridge. Well, perhaps the challenge should have been directed elsewhere. It is a melancholy truth that even great... Great men have poor relations. Dickens. You will hear the beat of a horse's feet. Kipling. All great truths begin... Shaw. Man is the only animal... That blushes. 
or needs to. It's Mark Twain. Come on, Professor Crawford. Get out. Get out. Yeah, I'll get out. You know, you got to just enjoy that. You know, just sitting back. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, with, we watched the movie the other night. I was like, this was awesome. You know, this was such a great clip, you know, in this whole movie. But, you know, Jamal ends up potentially paying for it. But it was a right thing to be a man and stand up in front of for somebody else. Yeah, I mean, it was his opportunity to stand up to the bully. And and it, it does bring a huge smile to your face. But it, it, at the same point, you can see, as you watch the movie, how empty that knowledge thing is, as the Bible so clearly points out that knowledge puffs up. And you can certainly see that in the professor that it's puffed up. And really, I see Jamal struggling with trying to find meaning you know, to his life in spite of all that he knows. And it's similar to the movie um, Goodwill Hunting, where, you know, there you have another situation where a guy's got all kinds of knowledge, but there's no life there. Because, you know, we had that choice in the garden to pick from the tree of knowledge or the tree of life. And unfortunately, most of us have attempted to find life there at the tree of knowledge. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's, it's something that seems important, at the time, I mean, I, Jim, I was teasing with you a little bit, but I, I love trivia. You know, and trivia is just another form of knowledge. I yeah. like to know a whole lot about weird stuff. And one of the things in that clip that we talked earlier about what it takes to be a man, and a lot of society will say, well, you got to be tough and win the fights. For me, at my side, I, I was in a lot of the same situation as Jamal. I was big guy. I was very quiet growing up. Surprise, surprise. But I was also very intelligent, and nobody knew it. I made C's as a rule. But in this, that battle that he fought and won, although it might have been, as you said, a Pyrrhic victory for Jamal, that is worth winning 100 fistfights to me, Mm -hmm. is being in a situation like that. So I identified with that. And if you watch the movie, thank you, Jim, the guy that he picked on was the most uncertain guy in the whole movie. Right. Right. I mean, he knew he was picking on someone that wasn't going to stand up. Yeah, and that's kind of the the way bullies do. Uh, Harold, I want to go ahead and have you set up this next uh, clip, which is another song clip, a little bit. We'll go ahead and play it, and then we'll come back and talk about it. Is there anything you want to talk about before we play? Well, this was the one that occurred to me as as the finale. Uh, We're ready is the song, and as I think about it, if we have Jesus by our side and we become a man and have our destination clearly before us, then we're ready. Oh, 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 
that's one of the things that I find fascinating to me. Uh, when we're at boot camp and we're seeing the movie clips and to illustrate and so forth, the people that made the movies, that made these songs, they have probably no clue that we can look at what they've done and see God in it without their intending that to be seen. And to me, that's one of the really beautiful things. And Robbie, you've met, let this program go by without a single old joke. <laughs> Do you realize if you don't sneak in a joke about my age, this will be the first time in all the programs that we've done together? <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> I just want to let you know I'm ready. Because <laughs> I, I was just wondering if... You know, if you, if you felt that Gideon was ready, you know, when after he came out of the wine press and all, because you've been right there at the time, you know, just ask. <laughs> you weren't quite ready. <laughs> you might want to go back and work on that one. The, uh, <laughs> the one thing I liked about that song, there was a, there was a little piece in the middle that just said, we can go do whatever we decide we want to go do. I mean, I'm paraphrasing, mm-hmm. right? Right. But that's kind of the cool thing, that when you walk with Jesus – the destination really doesn't even matter. It's the journey with him along the way to get there. And you can go, one day he may have you pursuing this angle, and then another day you may be pursuing another angle. But the cool part is, it's when you're walking with him through it, is the destination is really pretty cool because it's going to be with the partner you need to be with along the way. Go to masculinejourneyradio.org, register for the boot camp. Robbie, it's coming up when? November 7th through the 10th. 7th through the 10th, that's right. And then we're going to have up there soon the spring date that we'll be able to have posted for you. But go this fall and then go again in the spring, maskandjourneyradio.org, register now, and we will talk with you next week. I'm ready. (laughs) (laughs) I'm ready.